This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Glenn Tomlin and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. You guys happy to be in church tonight? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I am excited about tonight. Glory be to God. You know why? (laughs) There was a why. No, because where two or three are gathered in his name. Who's there? Jesus is here. You might not see him, even though you might. There's been people that have seen Jesus several times. I haven't, but I know his presence. Hallelujah. I can perceive right in here when Jesus is in our midst and when he manifests his presence. And so I'm going to expect him to do what he always does. Why am I saying this, this to you every time I preach? Well, I need to set your expectation. Hallelujah. need to exhort you a little bit so that, so that we all are on the same page. You know, do you know why it seems like the tide is rising when we have like a faith life conference and stuff like that? You know why? It's because our expectations are, 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 are it's growing day to day and we get some of the crud, you know, uh, uh, dropped off of us and so that we, we start to believe the word. Hallelujah. We don't have four days. We have an hour. <laughs> so I need to prime the pump just a little bit. Hallelujah. So that we expect Jesus to move. It's, doesn't that make it all the more worthwhile to come together? Hallelujah. Because the, the, the preacher is not that great, as you well know. But Jesus is. Hallelujah. And he has also anointed me to speak the word. And as I yield myself to him, guess what's going to happen? He's going to speak a word for you tonight that you can grab a hold of, and it has the potential to change your life. Isn't that exciting? You there at home, isn't that exciting? Hallelujah. I love you. You know that? I appreciate you, and I'm glad you tuned in. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, what are we going to talk about tonight, I wonder? (laughs) Hallelujah. Isn't Jesus wonderful? Hallelujah. He has given us so much. You know, we should actually just laugh from we get up until we go to bed at night. Did you know that? Hallelujah. If you don't have the joy of the Lord, you haven't tapped in. (laughs) Because it's in you. Hallelujah. If you're not happy, well, you haven't tapped in. You've probably been looking at some other stuff. But as we tap in, guess what? We can live in the overflow. We can live in what Jesus actually gave us when he died and he rose again. Hallelujah. And it's, it is wonderful. And the more I see, the happier I get. The more I see, the happier I get. Because he is so good. Woo! Hallelujah. And it's not based on my wonderful works or how I can perform either. It's based on what I am able to see. It's based on what I am able to see so I can step into what he has already done. And that's why we get together and we we share the word because the entrance of the word does what it gives light so that you can see and then you can access this grace that God has already given you in Jesus by faith. Hallelujah. And so when we get together here, I'm going to expect the word to do exactly what Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 tells us. It says, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So I am expecting tonight 
that he's gonna bring light, he's gonna bring revelation so that you will be able to see some things in your heart whether they're right or wrong. Because there might be some thoughts and some stuff that you have in your perception regarding God and what he has done for you that might not be exactly what the word says. But the word will give you light so you can see and then it's gonna be up to you what you do about it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Did you know that the word of God is alive? Did you know that? Jesus himself (laughs) in John 6 verse 63 says it's the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. There were some people that received the word and there were some people that didn't. To the ones that received the word, it produced in them life, just as it did for you. How many of you are saved in here? If, 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 if not, I would encourage it highly. Hallelujah. But I think most of us are saved in here, and a lot of times that's the case. We get together to see what we have so we can access what we have, live in it, and then show it to other people. Because what happened that day when you heard the gospel? Well, I'm going to go to uh, 1 Peter chapter 1. And I love this portion of scripture because it has helped me to see a lot about what, what, how God does things. And so in 1 Peter 1 and 23, it says, having been born again. How many of you are born again? Hallelujah. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Because all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is the flower of the grass. The grass withers and its flower falls away. But the word of the Lord endures forever. Now this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. So you heard the word, and by that word you were born again. The greatest miracle that ever happened to you. You were brought from death to life in a moment's time when you received the gospel. And you responded from your heart. Isn't that so? Hallelujah. That's a wonderful thing. And that's how God operates. He operates with message. He will give you a word. He will give you a scripture. And if you will take that and respond to it from your heart, it will produce exactly what that scripture said it would produce. Did you know that? And we need to keep this in our thinking. We need to honor the word for what it is, the word of God. Him speaking directly to you. Hallelujah. And as you receive it as such, it will have that effect in your life. But if you take it lightly, guess what's going to happen? Nothing. Nothing. Do you know there's a lot of, of word that is going forth and there's, there's in, in a lot of people's hearts it's not producing a thing. Because they're not receiving that word as it is God speaking to them, taking hold of it and responding to it from their heart. And I'm telling you, the same way as you receive Jesus, the same way you're going to step into every other promise that God has for you in the word. You hear it, you receive it, and you respond from your heart. Hallelujah. And so, let's go to Romans chapter 4, and then I'm going to go to Genesis for a while, and then we're going to go back and forth a little bit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Aren't you thankful for the word of God? Hallelujah. And I'm going to use... Um, I'm going to use Abraham for just a little bit here. I love him as an example of faith. And he is the father of faith, right? You know, and we are children of Abraham, so to speak. Hallelujah. The ones that have believed the same way he did. 
And so we're going to start in Romans chapter 4, and I'm going to uh, jump to verse 16 here. Hallelujah. Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Hallelujah. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead, since he was about a hundred years old in the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. And I'm going to stop right there. Is that how it started? Is that the whole story of Abraham? That he did not waver in faith. Well, just to refresh your memory, let's just jump back to Genesis. Because that's not the whole story. You know, you can read chapter 4 and it's like, well, that is awesome. But it didn't start there. And that's going to be very uh, encouraging to each and every one of us. Hallelujah. So in Genesis 17, I'm going to start reading in verse 1. When Abraham, or Abram, as he was called then, was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am almighty God. Did you know that he's still almighty God? Hallelujah. Nothing is too hard for God. Walk before me and be blameless. Verse 2, and I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abraham fell on his face and God talked with him saying, as for me, behold, my covenant is with you. And you shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. He said, for I have made you. Is that future tense, or is it maybe past tense? He said, I have made you the father of many nations. That's what God said to Abraham. And then let's just jump to verse 15 for time's sake here. Verse 15 says, Then God said to Abraham, As for Sarah, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. And I will bless her and also give you a son by her. Then I will bless her and she shall be, shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall come from her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed. And said in his heart, shall a child be born to a man who is 100 years old? And shall Sarah, who is 99 years old, bear a child? So his first response here in verse 17 was not that of great faith. Was it? Even though the word of God was, he said, I have made you the father of many nations. But his first response was he laughed <laughs> in his heart. And then he says, oh, that Ishmael might live before you. Well, that seemed to fit his reasoning a little bit better. That seemed to fit what he actually thought that maybe that is a possibility. Maybe that is something that can happen. But the fact that Sarah, who has always been barren, now she's old. She's 90 years old. She's old. And she's always been barren. And so now she's past the age of childbearing. So now... You're telling me that he's gonna, she's going to be the child? I don't think so. That is laughable. That was his first point. He laughed at the promise of God. 
Sometimes we can receive a word from heaven to the extent that we are able to reason it out in our heads. And then we don't actually listen to what was it that God said to me? What was it that he quickened in my heart? What was it exactly that he said? Because that is the plan of God for your life. Not what you can necessarily reason out in your head, but what did he say in his word about you and your situation? That's what you need to grab a hold of and run with. And it's interesting to see here that the writer of Genesis, you know, which was Moses, he immediately started referring to Abram as Abraham and Sarai as Sarah. And you never heard mention of Abram or Sarai ever again. There's some things that changed when you were born again too that you should not ever refer to ever again. Because that old man died and he should stay in the coffin with the lid on and don't touch it again. The devil will always try to maybe bring up your past, bring up the times where you failed and all this stuff that you should know. Just leave it right there because that will not help you in pursuing the will of God for your life. Hallelujah. And so let's look at uh, Sarah. Just jump over one, one chapter to Genesis 18, and this is when the Lord and, and some angels, they, they appeared to Abraham, and he said, well, come, I'll, I'll make you some food, and he did, and we're going to pick it up here in, in verse 9. And then they said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? So he said, here in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life, and behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Sarah was listening in a tent door which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I've grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? <laughs> and the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child since I'm old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. God didn't change his mind just because she initially didn't respond in full of faith. But isn't that encouraging to you and me? God didn't change his mind just because you, at first time you heard it, you stumbled. You're just like, I don't know how that can be. Maybe we can jump to plan B or C or something because this is too much for me to believe for right now. God didn't change his mind. He said, no. He said, this shall be. And he's the same way with you. The promises that he has made to you is the same way. He has not changed his mind even if you didn't respond in faith the first time. He knows who you are. He made you. Did you know that? He put everything in you that is there. He knows what you're capable of. And he calls things into existence. But he needs your cooperation. But he is patient and he is kind and he stays with his word. That he spoke to you and he's going to help you to grab a hold of it and stand in it strong so that you can see it come to pass in your life. And I find that very encouraging. That's why I love looking at these. You know, when you look at the people that God used, they're not perfect people. 
None of them are perfect people. I heard one preacher said, and I think, you know, I'm looking at Hebrews chapter 11. I think I would re rewrite it. And there's some real losers in there. There's some real losers in there. But you know what? God loves to show himself strong on whose behalf that might not look like they have it all together, but they love God and they trust the Lord. Because then he gets all the glory. He gets all the glory and all the praise because people around you is going to know that you couldn't do this in your own strength. It's impossible. And you can say, yes, that is absolutely right. God was working on my case. And God brought the miracle to pass in my life. And God is the one who brought me up to a wealthy place where there's peace and joy. God did it. He took me out of, of, of a dark place where there was no hope. Hallelujah. And he called me out of there. You responded because you desperately needed somebody that believed in you. Oh, God believes in you. Hallelujah. And he loves you so much. He saw you in there and he's like, I have known you from before you were born. And this is not who you are. Let's get you out of here. Hallelujah. Let's clean you up. In the new birth, he cleaned you up so much that you have to look in the mirror again and again and again to see what you look like right now. Because it's such a stark contrast to where you came from. Isn't that exciting? Hallelujah. God loves you. He sees you perfect, clean, righteous. Guess why? Because you are. You are clean. You are righteous. Hallelujah. By the blood of Jesus. You are holy, which might be a stretch for most people. But it's not based on what you did. It's based on what Jesus did. And if you can just align your thinking to what he says about you, you will start to step into this joy and this peace that is yours. Didn't Jesus say that my peace I give unto you? Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. As he said some other things in there, but that's the just of it. He said, I don't give as the world gives. But he said, I have given you my peace. It's up to us to believe that and step into that peace. I've been around people where peace hit me like a wall. That is awesome. And it's available to all of us to walk in all the time. The joy of the Lord is available for all of us to walk in all the time. Did you know that? Did you also know that you, you, hallelujah, are able to walk in perfect love all the time? If you would just yield to the new man on the inside, hallelujah. That's the key. And it starts with us first finding out about it. What does the word say? And then we line up our mouth, which I've spoken about several times here, how, how important it is to speak what the word says. Always speak what the word says. Always speak what the word says. And then the Holy Ghost he always hovers, ready to manifest the word. He's done it since the beginning. We see it in Genesis chapter 1. He was hovering, just waiting for the word of God to come forth so he could do something about it. It's the same thing in your life. He's waiting for you to speak the word. Woo! And then he comes and does what only God can do. 
<laughs> you, might, you might know how some of the principles of faith works, but you will never know how God is gonna show up at your house and do something that is something that you couldn't do in your own strength, a suddenly where everything changes. God is able, more than able, but it needs our cooperation. Hallelujah, can you say amen? amen. Glory be to God. <laughs> where are we at? Glory be to God. Well, I, I've just been reminded again and again of late that God's provision is now. For your health, for your needs, whatever he has provided in redemption, it is now. I'm not saying that all of it is going to change right now, but the blessing is upon you now. Did you know that? You know, God said, I have, I have given you power to get wealth. He said in Deuteronomy 8, 18, whatever you see he promised the Israelites, he has promised you and more. So you can go back there and you can look at Deuteronomy 28, you can look at the blessing. There were some people that wasn't even the children of God. They were his servants, but they were blessed. How much more? Because if we're not careful, we can look at it as in the future. We'll get there some, some day, and then, you know, it's like the carrot in front of the donkey. You know, he's, he never gets it. He keeps on walking, and he never gets it. So the Lord has been impressing me. He says, you know, you need to start expecting and yield to my spirit right now because he is in you, and he knows everything about your situation. God made you. He put you together. He knows exactly what you need at all times. And the word says that he's given you an anointing. And by that anointing, you know all things that you need to, he says all things, but you will know all things that you need to know if you will tap in. And it starts with the expectation. It starts with you looking on the inside. Okay, Holy Ghost, I know you're there. I know you're there and you're a teacher. You're the teacher. You're the guide. And if you will listen to him, he's going to take that word that was just letter to you and he's going to start to make it come alive. Because the word without the spirit is just dead letters. Without the Holy Ghost, it's going to be very difficult. That's what, that's, that's what happens when people just they get a hold of the principles of faith and then they forget about the Holy Ghost. And then so they speak and they speak and they speak and then he's speaking on the inside of them. And he's saying, you need to do this. And they're like, they just confess, confess, confess. And they, you know, there's going to have to be an action. More than more than just moving your mouth. It's going to be, he's going to let you know there's a time and you go with it, and then all of heaven breaks loose. I've seen this again and again when it comes to healing, and I've seen it in any breakthrough. You know, the Holy Ghost is going to have to be, he is there, and he reveals it to you. This is how it needs to be in this case. And then you do that. It's not going to be the same all the time. This is a walk with the Lord. This is a walk every day. God, is, God, God doesn't get into ruts. You know, you can just look at how he, how he made the, 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 filled the seas with stuff that, you know, that you, you know, you go to the aquarium and you're just like, did he really make that? Why did he make that? You know, why is, he's, he's, he's not short on ideas. He is not, he doesn't do things the same way. The principles of the word are the same, but he's going to, he's going to talk to you and he's going to lead and guide you. What does John 16 verse 13 say? Let's go there and read it. Hallelujah. Because where we get into trouble is then when we 
<laughs> don't walk with the Holy Ghost. We don't walk with the Lord. We kind of do it in kind of a, in kind of a heady way. So we just, we just walk according to, oh, we've heard this in church, we've heard this in church, and the Holy Ghost is like, yeah, but this is how it applies in your situation right now. This is what it actually means. You, you can never understand any word besides the Holy Ghost revealing it to you. Hallelujah. So John, I'm almost there. Here we go. John chapter 16, verse 13. And this is what D Jesus himself said in my Bible is read. This is what Jesus said right before he left. And he said, however, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. And I want to point this out. He will guide you into all truth. There is truth in the word that we have not accessed yet. He is the one who will guide you into it. Hallelujah. He is the one who will guide you, lead you into it as it applies to you. Without him, you're not going to be able to do it. You're not going to be able to do it. Hallelujah. You will have to navigate life listening to the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit, I, I remember I was in a, in a service actually in, in Norway. I was sitting in the back. There was this wonderful gospel music going on. And, and it was it was. The anointing was there. And then they were, they were singing about a glory train. And I just had a little glimpse that that glory train wanted to just come through. Through that whole congregation. But guess what? You have to respond to the Holy Spirit. Did you know that? And as you respond to him, then he can do what he wants to do. But if we don't respond to him, if we don't look on the inside, then we're going to miss some of those opportunities. I've done the same thing in prayer. You're praying for a certain thing, and then, and then there's this unction that comes on you. That's the Holy Ghost. Pay attention, because he wants to do some things. And there's some things that he wants to use you to do. But you have to respond. You have to acknowledge him and respond. Because if not, it's just going to be no more than that, no more than an unction. But by the unction, you can do some great things. Hallelujah. Because he's there to help you. To guide you. To change your situation. Hallelujah. This, this right here is the answer to some of you's frustration. Where you've been speaking the word and you haven't seen... <laughs> Wrong time to laugh, you might think, but hey, woo! It hasn't changed, but it will. Hallelujah! It will. Oh, as you go with the unction, because the thing, it gets so noisy. It gets so noisy. And then we miss the unction. He's like, get quiet for just a little bit. Just get quiet. Woo! And then he speaks. <laughs> and he changes your situation right then. You might not see it on the outside immediately. But you will know that something changed. Hallelujah. 
because it is by the Spirit. This is God working in your life. This is not talking about stuff that you could do in your own strength. No, it is about releasing God. It is about releasing God on your behalf. And we need to release him. Hallelujah. One of the main ways that happens is with your mouth. Okay, you have to start there. You have, to, you have to agree with God because that releases the Holy Ghost to start to help you. Because you will see, you know, God is not moved by needs. Did you know that? Because if he was moved by needs, he would be in Africa a lot. You know, and he would, he would feed everybody. He's not moved by needs. No, no. He, he has spoken his word and he, is, he, is, he, only, he only works with truth. And that's why the Lord told Brother Hagin once, he said, you know, he was praying. He said, Lord, he said, he said, manifest your word with signs following. He said, manifest your word with signs following. He said, manifest your word with signs following. The Lord said, I am. And so he kept on praying. He said, you know, Lord, I pray that you will manifest your word with signs following. I pray you manifest your word with signs following. The Lord said, I am. <laughs> and as he prayed again, he said, Lord, I pray that you manifest your word with signs following. He said, I, I pray that you manifest your word with signs following. And he said, check up on what you're preaching. <laughs> he always manifests the truth. He always works with the truth. If you will let him. The Lord has spoken to me in the past. I've said this again. He had to arrest me because my words were not in line with his words. And it kept me from accessing what he wanted to do for me because I was complaining. He said, don't limit me. And he's saying the same thing to you tonight. Don't limit me with your words. Get your words in agreement with what I say. Hallelujah. <laughs> and then respond to the Holy Ghost and you will see the power of God manifest in your home and in your life. Don't be moved by what you see. Don't be moved by what you hear on the news. Don't be moved by all those things that are trying to sway your heart and get you off track to what God wants to do in your life because he has great plans and purposes for you. This is so important. I'm convinced it didn't have to take Abraham 25 years. It doesn't have to take you 25 years for you to see God manifest what he has spoken to you. It doesn't have to take years and years and years and years. What it's going to have to take is your agreement. It's going to have to take you taking him at his word. Speaking the word, rejoicing in the word, and then responding when the Holy Ghost speaks to you. And as you do, he's going to be able to bring you up and forward. He's going to be able to manifest his glory in your life. It's all available. Did you know that? All the time. All the time. I think it is because it's really not real to us. 
But the Lord has been impressing on me lately. He says, you have to. You have to start yielding to me all the time. You have to start expect my word to work in your life all the time. And you have to expect it now. And one of the best ways to stay in the now is exactly what he asked Abraham to do. Well, I'm saying he asked him to do, but we see him do it in Romans chapter 4. We're back to Romans chapter 4. Verse 20 says, He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Hallelujah. And that's, that is a key right there. Get your family to a place where they're quiet or just you get some quiet time on your own and just praise God for those things that he has spoken to you, those things that he has, that he has promised you in the word. Just lift your hands to heaven and start praising him and start rejoicing in all that he has done for you, that he has healed your body. Hallelujah. That the blessing is upon you and your house. Glory be to God. That he blesses everything you put your hands to, that the fruit of your womb is blessed. Your kids are blessed. Your kids are blessed. They're blessed. Hallelujah. Ha, 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 ha. It doesn't matter what it looks like. They're blessed. Glory be to God. You start to lift your voice and you start to praise God. And guess what's going to happen? You are going to step into his presence. You step into a place where now the world is not so loud anymore. And you start to hear clearly. You start to see clearly. And that's how your faith gets anchored in his presence. It's a walk with the Lord. Did you know that? He has called you into this fellowship. Hallelujah. This joint walk with the Lord. It's, it's, it, the word used is koinonia. And it, 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 it denotes the union between a man and a wife. And it is the most unified thing on the planet. That same union is between you and the Lord. And you're supposed to walk with him that close, that tight. You're supposed to talk to him and spend time with him so much that you know his thoughts before he says them. It's like when you walked with your, with, your, with your spouse for a while, you know what they like. You know how they will respond without even asking them. That's the same closeness we're supposed to walk in with the Lord. Hallelujah. It is not just a, you know, you're supposed to do your confessions. That is great. You need to have your, your words in line with the word of God, but there is more. Hallelujah. What did he say in Acts chapter 13, somewhere around there, when Paul and all those other guys got together, ministering to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Hallelujah. They were in a place where they were in his presence. And he spoke. And he does the same thing today. It is not just for the apostle and the teacher and the prophet. No, it is for every believer. Because the thing is that if we'll take time, with him. If we'll actually believe that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him, guess what? He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him, and he will manifest himself to you. He'll manifest his word to you, and guess what? The glory of God will manifest in your house. 
Even if you go to John chapter 17, Jesus said, Father, the same glory that you gave me have given them. Hallelujah. Talking about them that would believe in him through the apostles' words, which is you and me. And did you know, and we'll wrap up with this, did you know that Obed-Edom, he was the one where they parked the Ark of the Covenant, you know, when they were bringing it back to Jerusalem, they parked it at his house for a while, and he was blessed. Not because Obed-Edom was such a great guy, no, because the glory was there. The presence of God was there. Guess what? The same thing is true to you. You're blessed because God lives in you. His glory is in you. And the more you will acknowledge it, hallelujah, it's going to manifest in your home. And it will be evident to everyone that the glory rests on your home. The blessing, hallelujah, will manifest upon you. The blessing will manifest upon your children. The, the glory will manifest in all of your house. All that you put your hands to. Because now the glory of the almighty, hallelujah, is manifesting in your home. Oh yes, it's available to every believer. Whoo! And that's good news. Glory be to God! I'll tell you what, this is enough to take a lap. I'll tell you what. Aren't you thankful for the Holy Ghost? Without Him, we wouldn't understand a thing. Without the grace and the mercy of Almighty God, we wouldn't even be here. But we are, so we might as well enjoy it. Hallelujah. We might as well enjoy everything that God has given us because He has given it. And nothing pleases the Father more than to see His children enjoying His goodness and His mercy. Can I have an amen? amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I'm glad I came to church tonight. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's close our eyes for just a minute. Father, we love you. Oh, lift your hands. Hallelujah. Why don't you stand with me for a little bit here? Thank you, Father. We thank you. Woo! <laughs> we thank you, Father, for your word. We thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Oh, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. You are good, hallelujah, and your mercy. Oh, your mercy. Your mercy, Father, endures forever. Thank you, Father, for the mighty Holy Spirit. Glory be to your name. He is here. Hallelujah. He is here. Glory be to Jesus. And he is the revealer of truth. He is. There we go. He is. Hallelujah. The teacher and the guide. Hallelujah. And he lives in us. Oh, we thank you, Holy Spirit, for helping us. Hallelujah. For helping us see. For helping us see. Hallelujah. And for enabling us to walk in the fullness of what the Father has already given us. Oh, Father, you're so good to us. You're so good to us, Father. We thank you, Father, for your indwelling presence. We thank you, Father, for your blessing upon our church, the blessing upon our homes, Father. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, Father, that we are moving. Well, actually, we're right now, hallelujah, stepping over into, Father, hallelujah, the greater. The greater, Father, that you have already prepared for us to walk in, Father. And I thank you for light, Father.
and revelation, Father, hallelujah, to walk in the greater, to walk in the greater, hallelujah, manifestations, Father, of your presence, Father. And 2021, Father, is going to be glorious, 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 Father, because we purpose in our hearts, Father, to walk in the blessing, hallelujah, to walk in the fullness, Father, of what you have already accomplished for us, hallelujah. Oh, we give you praise. We give you glory. Oh, ha, ha, brento lo stocche di brasta l'endeste redeste cabala londro dosto chitaba l'endre. Oh, oh, rabata l'andreste. Indrustu calabrando ribere sti calando ribere bistando ando sto brosto toki brustu cobala canda l'endre deste che triste brando roba la ba endre deste che triste brando lustro. Ha, ha, breste. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Father, for your Holy Spirit. Glory be to your name. Yes, we purpose, Father, to yield ourselves to you. We purpose, Father, to acknowledge you in all of our ways. We purpose, Father, to heed the promptings of your spirit. And we thank you, Father, that you have made us, Father God, with good ears. Hallelujah. We hear your voice, and the voice of a stranger we will not follow. No, no. We hear your voice, Father, and we follow you. We know you so very well. And we will, Father God, be quick, be quick to obey the promptings of your spirit, Father. And as we do, you will manifest yourself in our midst, Father, in our homes. Glory be to your name.